Welcome in to the Three Star Podcast. My name is Matthew Steele. I hope you're all having a wonderful night. In here with my co-host, Dom and Andrew, and don't forget producer Jeff. On Three Star, we cover every basket made, base hit, and yard gained. From college to pro, we've got it all. On tonight's show, we talk about the NBA Finals, Bradley Beal trade, John Morant, are the Mets the biggest fraud organization in sports, and does Destin Bennett have a potential in the NFL? Thanks to our listeners in Johns Creek, Georgia, Salt Lake, Salt Lake City, Utah, and Memphis, Tennessee. Now I'm sitting to Andrew and Dom for NBA. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the NBA Finals first. First chip in Denver. Yeah. Um, you- Honestly, bro, Nuggets, they were the best team this postseason by far. They played the best basketball. Um, and, you know, uh, their, their coach, Michael Malone, you know, he was complaining about he – was, he was coaching great that, the whole final series. But at the end, he was kind of complaining that, like, Nuggets did not get any of uh, the coverage that they should have gotten to their title run. And he's plenty. right. What? I said they got plenty of coverage. Well, not compared to, like, in the Lakers series. Well, yeah, like, that's true. But everyone was surprised the Lakers got that far because of how bad they were to start, so. I mean, that's I guess- true, but you saw all the articles about LeBron might retire. It's like, he's still a top five, he's- top ten player in the NBA, bro. They'll pay him, well, like, just saying- dollars to not retire. He's just saying that to get attention, though, because he lost the playoffs, so he's not going to get any media. So he just said that so he would get more attention. I don't know. And then they ran that more than they ran the Nuggets winning, which... Right. The Nuggets weren't the flashy of a team. Jokic is not a flashy player by any stretch of the imagination. Like, something super interesting about this finals is that people called it, like, boring and, like, too easy. It was great basketball. Like, the Nuggets played great. He put up a good fight. Um, it wasn't, like, flashy. But, you know, the the storylines weren't all there. There was, like, a few games where, like, the Heat played a little bit better... That game could go to six or that series could go to six or seven games. I know if he just had a little bit more in him, it would have been a, a longer series. Well, the Heat, the Nuggets, I think had better depth. Well, definitely, Nuggets I have good depth compared to most other teams like the Celtics and everybody else. But the Nuggets just had better depth. And I mean, they also have Nicole Jokic, who I think first time ever in the postseason, someone has like led the. Uh, the league in points, rebounds, and assists, which absolutely crazy. Yeah, that's insane for a player to do that. So, I mean, but you were right though. Even when he was on the bench, Nuggets Nuggets were still handling the Heat fairly well. So yeah, like again, that was a Nuggets were such a superior team. Yeah. But I just feel like I don't know. It's just like the lack of excitement. It's weird to for- think. Called Jokic like a like a chubby teenager or whatever. I know. He got picked. he drank he drank a liter of uh liter of Coke every day. What? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> but also like after like late second round too. Like they played a Taco Bell commercial as he got drafted, so not uh, dude, everyone talks about that. Um which is crazy I think he won a finals MVP. I know. And, you know, two-time MVP, too. So, Nuggets played great basketball, but I'm not going to lie. The entire series, the only articles out there were, Nicole Jokic is very good at basketball. 
Jamal Murray is very good at basketball. Eric Gordon is very good at basketball sometimes. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, okay, we get it. Like, they're great at basketball. I mean, he did play great. Like, it just it was it was amazing. It was, I feel like didn't play well. He didn't like in the last couple of games. He didn't show up. But. Everybody wants like new faces in the NBA Finals and stuff. And this in this Finals, we got some new faces. But the Nuggets win and stuff. Everybody complains about how it's such a boring series exactly. and whatnot. So uh, else? Nuggets deserved it though. Yeah. The, the NBA now is people are expecting like windmills and like all the three point all all the threes and stuff. But like exactly. when like good fundamental basketball people hate it for some reason exactly he he didn't make it to the finals on flashy plays they exactly. did it with undrafted guys you know and that a team's not going to be flashy when like when a lot of their good players went undrafted they didn't have i don't even think they have any flashy players maybe like jimmy's can be flashy the closest you can get to flashy and even he's not super flashy exactly they so- same with the Nuggets. Although the only flashy thing is like Jokic's passes and Aaron yeah. Gordon's dunks, but like it was still fun to watch. What I like about the Nuggets though too is they keep it like they play good basketball, but they keep it interesting with like all the lobs and passes too. I don't know, they do. It's a really awesome offense to watch. Um I mean it's it's really weird because after the series some people are like Weakest ring ever, because they played like an eight seed, like a four seed, like the highest seed they played um, were the Suns, and they they dealt with the Suns pretty easily. Yeah. Hey. Also, a shout out to my boy Josh DB. Speaking of the Suns, hey. dedicated viewer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the the Suns lost. We'll talk about the Suns soon. Yeah. And then uh, last thing I wanted to mention about the finals is that it was so funny seeing Jokic like. Hooray, we won. Now let me go to my horse race back in Serbia. Like, bro, bro is done with the NBA. Like, the second, the second it buzz, the buzzer sounded, he was just... High filling out of there. Yeah, he's like, oh, get me back, let me get back to my horse races. So, definitely a super interesting player. Uh, um, this NBA Finals, as a person who's not really a big NBA fan, there's a lot of storylines. And, like, it was, like, overall pretty good finals. Like, uh, I mean, playoffs in general. I didn't watch a ton of it, but, like... Just hearing it in the news and reading articles about it, it, it was pretty good. Yeah. I, don't know, like, I did say like maybe the Nuggets were didn't have the excitement much people had, but the Heat had one of the greatest runs we might ever see. You know? They getting up to there, being the Bucks, being the Celtics, like that was crazy impressive for a team. Like being that. like somewhat competitive with the Nuggets, it's not like the Nuggets came in there like no, with them. A, so you know that's that's why. I can get kind of mad when people say it was like a weak ring because they didn't play high seats. They were good teams. They're yeah. the best teams they can play. Expecting Boston and Phoenix, though. And then I thought the Lakers, too, could go. But. Yeah. All right, should we head to the, our next uh, discussion? Yes. All right, the, the Bradley Beal trade. Bradley Beal. Son's about to have. One of the best offensive big threes if they in don't, a long time. If they don't want good, then they're going to lose so many, like, fans and, like, like respect. They're going to lose all their respect because, like, they're just trying to build a super team. It was like LeBron in, like, 2020. I know. It, it, it was like the Nets with 
Kyrie, James Harden, and, and KD. Like well, level. I and will say they just have to win. That the um the the Suns could win a finals and they could be like one of the best teams ever if they can find a way to get KD like fully invested in the team and like get him to like actually be having fun again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because KD just he likes to hop on that good team. He's like, take me to the finals. Um, yeah. But if you can get him truly invested, that's where the money is. Yeah. But I mean, Suns, they don't have like any cap space, right? No, not, they they wasted all their cap space. I'm uh, Bradley Beal. Yeah. So, I don't know what their bench is gonna look like. May not be the best, but as long as they got those big three, I'm not gonna be. Worried. You just have to have one of them. Usually, one of them at the on the court at the same time. Um, it's like I'm not even mad they got rid of Chris Paul because to be honest, he's I, he's aging and he's gonna start going downhill at some point. I know. Like he he pretty much has been. He's just such a. I don't know why he's just cursing the postseason. He's not a bad player, but he just can't get over the hump with the Suns. Yeah, yeah. already has and, gone. He's like what he averaged like thirteen points or something. That's still decent in the NBA, but like I mean, yeah, for his age, that's great. Like, I mean, the, the potential of him winning an NBA championship just went down substantially after getting sent to the Wizards. Yeah, and I don't know what the Wizards are going to do with him, but it's probably, it's, he's probably just. For CP3. Draft. Also, we can talk about the draft. Like, what we think about all the, like, mock draft picks. I think the Wizards are going to try and, like, get... You know Anthony Black from Arkansas? I mean, I don't really keep up with college basketball that much. Yeah, I haven't been paying attention to the mock draft. I've seen him on, like, some of the mock drafts and stuff. Yeah, he's on the mock draft to get to the Wizards on, like, pretty much all the mock drafts. So I think they, they they traded Bradley Beal. I think they're gonna put Anthony Black at shooting guard and then do CP three a point. Yeah, which CP three CP three could definitely be gone at the deadline. He could definitely just be trade bait. Yeah, he's just gonna get. I think from now on he's just gonna get traded uh, around. Yeah, he's gonna become a journeyman. Uh, what did what did what did Anthony Black average on Arkansas? I think. F- Fourteen point two, and I think like seven assists or something. That, that's just good for college. Yeah, those are great numbers. And I think six rebounds. He's six six point guard. Yeah. So he can like see over everybody. Exactly. But that's he has everything you want in a point guard. Like everything you would find in like Chris Paul or Kyrie, with like the passing and ability to score as well. Like he has all that, but he's. Four inches taller, and he plays defense too. So, yeah. and coming out of Arkansas, really respe- respected program. And, and, and he's playing yeah. legit basketball in the SEC. It's not like and Kansas too. I don't know, they beat Kansas. So. And then, um, yeah. Any team, as anyone's probably everyone probably every basketball fan probably knows. Any team would be stupid to not take. The Spurs would be stupid not to take Victor Wembanyama. People are the the fans are gonna be so pissed if they don't. I mean, I will say, like, I feel like it's a little bit too much hype around him. That definitely. I know it's it's a ton of pressure. I know. I mean, he he could he could been able to deal with that. LeBron. 
Yeah. He could very well be one of the best players of the decade, but, like... He could. Well, that's what people said about Zion, and now look at Zion. I don't know. But I, like, just like, yeah, I mean, the first pick's always going to be a gamble, usually. Well, people are calling Wemby, like, the next Le- best, best, like, best player since LeBron, but they also kind of called Zion that. They didn't hype yeah, him up. Yeah, they did. They did. But Zion is about to probably get traded, and then Wemby. I thought I saw they might get traded to the Hawks. Did anybody else see that? I did actually hear that. Really? Yeah, it was like it was like an athletic article. It was one of the proposed trades. Same with uh, Jalen Brown too. Really? Yeah, we gave up like who we gave up. We gave up. Oh, um, Jalen Brown. There's some interesting picks. I'm a. Uh... Wait, I can't hear Dom. Oh, sorry about that. But um, but Wemby literally went from like the highest team in France, and he moved down to the lowest team in France, which is why all of his stats just skyrocketed. Exactly. So um, they do a little bit of padding there, but they're just trying to get him NBA ready. Yeah, he also said in an interview he wants to bring the Spurs a championship in his first year. With. <laughs> That's just that's just like I, mean, I guess every player wants to win a championship, but that's just unrealistic. I know that's just that's that optimistic. That's unrealistic. If you got drafted to maybe like the Lakers, who are like okay or like the Lakers the, could yeah if they had a good like if they had a like yeah yeah like the contender maybe um, even like the Hawks or the Mavericks, but like the Spurs who are like the lowest team like the worst. Spurs are low. They're young. Like you are not winning a chip. They have no depth either. Like you can't expect to win a championship in your first year with. Yeah. You could have the right tools with like one of the best coaches in NBA history. You have a decent starting roster around you, but you do, if you get depth and like work to build around Wemby. I mean, this yeah. year it will probably be rough for them, but like in future years going forward, maybe second year they get to get to a play in, play in game, and then you build on that. I think. I think it's gonna be um. I think the rookie race is gonna be like Scoot Henderson versus Wemby, obviously, and then yeah, yeah, Scoot's going next. And then um, I still think Wemby wins Rookie of the Year unless he gets injured, which is actually highly likely. It could. He is very big man. He has a history of foot injuries too. As shout out to my boy Casey on AM Hoops. Uh, <laughs> Go check him out. <laughs> but yeah, he has a history of foot injuries. So, I mean, but, drafting any player with a his like a history of injuries, like first overall, is always a risk. Exactly. Yeah, but, I, I, but, but he's, he's just different. Yeah, he's also like a seven four KD. So like, it is insane. He could be like, although, oh no, his shooting is not that great. Yeah, I was about to say people okay. over. They only show his good shooting, but he's exactly. actually not. He, he, he's working on his, on his you know, his scoring, but like shooting is not. Uh, it's definitely impressive, but it's not KD numbers. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, for his size, that's crazy. Yeah, well, you could you, like the Spurs can bring in shooters. Like that's not that difficult to find anymore. They already have a couple. Like yeah, yeah, Keldon Johnson, but like they also have Jeremy. I forgot about him, but like oh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, to, you know, like, get better in the league, you know? Yeah. Alright, let's move on to the next topic. Is John Morant. Yeah. What's his full name again, Dom? 
<laughs> uh, I will do the honors. Um, Demetrius Jamel Morant Jr. <laughs> <laughs> what you, I want to hear your opinions. 25 game suspension, correct? Honestly, it's just stupid. Like, John right. was just being complete. Too much or too little? Too little. Definitely too little. Too, way too little. He should at least... Adam Silver, I feel like, is trying to, like... He, he have, wants he wants Shaw to do, to, you know... He wants all the he wants all the players to like him, which is the problem. Like David Stern, actually, like suspended people for. Like, yeah. This, this David Stern, everybody. Well, the this problem is like he's like he's like wants to advertise his stars, but like he's gonna like pay a price doing that. Exactly, like John Morant, he's a star. Like you you can't keep him out for very long. So yes. I mean, I feel like Adam Silver is doing too much. Like. This happened. Like, the in season tournament, I saw that. And I was like, this is so stupid. This happened in, like, the early 2000s, where, like, people, these two players brought, like, guns in the locker room, and, uh, they got suspended, like, banned for 50 games. Like, they couldn't go to practices or work out with the team or anything at all. How many games? 50. So, like, that's decent, but, like, that's pretty good, I would say. Yeah, that's honestly, I'd be happy with that. I mean, let's be real, if it was just, like, some random bench warmer, he's probably getting, like, half the season. Uh, no, it's a bench warmer. He, he's getting more than that. He's getting cut or something. If you, yeah, exactly. But when you're a player who your your team's trying to build a franchise around, there's no way they're gonna suspend you for like. They should at least, if they're gonna do twenty five games, they should at least like. Make him, not be able to see the team or work out with the team or anything, cause like. He can just go around by himself and still work out, so... So this is so stupid. He grew up in the suburbs, and now he's, like, really rich, like... I know. He was never, like, dirt poor, so it's just, like, completely stupid. I'm gonna sound like, like, my mom right here, but, like, he's the top 1%. Like, less than 1% of people in the world who get the chance to play in the NBA. Like, that's every kid. He has, like, he's got this... And he's making, he's making, like, tip-top money, too. It's not like he's, like, one of, like, the minimum weight, like, minimum salary. Yeah, he's, like, every... I need to charge my phone. I'm going to be like 30 seconds. All right. But yeah, he's one of like the best. All right. We'll take, actually, we'll take a short break while Andrew gets back. Um, all right, Matthew, what are your thoughts on Demetrius John Mel Morant Jr.? It's just like stupid. Just like, honestly, like if, like, I don't know. If, if I were the Grizzlies, I'd just like ban him from social media. Like, I don't know if they could do that, but like. That's every, like, that's every basketball player's dream. Like to be where he is. Not just to be in the NBA, but to, like, be a star and, like, of his level and, like, his fan base. Because everyone in Memphis loves him, but now he's just throwing it all away. Which is, I don't know, it's, like, banned, like, what is it that's banned all NBA players from social media? That, that would be, yeah, like, because some of them have said really controversial stuff, especially Kyrie. I'm back. Alright. Yeah, dude, well, no, K- KD would, uh... The problem is, did he just have, like, a rule-wide, like, punishment for these type of things? Like, so, it's, like, I feel like John Morant should get the same punishment as, like, a bench warmer does. Fair, but at the end of the day, they want the money, and John brings in money, so. Yeah. Well, although he did sever ties with that one friend who was, like, the bad influence. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, um, if the NBA were to ban, like, social media, like, the NBA players, they're employees, like... If you ban, uh, yeah. If I mean, it's not something I don't say that we can realistically do, but like, it'd be interesting. It would be interesting, but at the end of the, like Kevin Durant would, uh, 
He would like boycott the league. He would yeah. like go back to Rucker Park and drop sixty points if the NBA banned social media. I, it's like, the NBA is just doing too much. It's like nothing can stay the same for like more than two years at a time. Exactly. It's like we are not satisfied. And yeah. Like, that's a new thing. Adam Silver is making, um, he's making this thing where you can scan your body. Like someone will scan your body with their phone, and you can literally. So like, if I wanted to, if I was watching a Hawks game, I could scan my body and replace Trey Young with my body. And like whatever Trey does, I could do. It'll be me. It'll look like me, but it'll actually be Trey playing. Like he's doing that, which is like a multi-million dollar. Sit- That's kind of cool, but like the first few years as around is gonna be like goofy. But also, yeah, he's also doing like VR, like head things where you can be like in the state without actually being there. Yeah, I know. I know the Braves are doing like, something similar. Like they're making an like, experience where it's like a they go around like to his park, like you're like a person at the game. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know how, I feel like it's going to be, like, stupid the first few years before the technology gets better. I don't actually mind that, though. But, like, yeah. they're also making it where you can, like, pick who your hosts are. Like, you could you could pick your commentators as, like, I don't know, like, Snoop Dogg or, like, anything as your... Yeah, this is, this is silly. And they're also making a new basketball that does... I saw, I saw, the, I saw the video about the basketball. I mean, the I basketball... It's the basket, the basketball looks cool, and like I guess it's like it's cool because you don't have to inflate it or whatever. But like, why the basketball's fine? Why, why why change it? Well, because like there's apparently this guy who like inspired them. He makes uh, I think it's Devin the Lab. I think is his name. Where he'll make he's designing this basketball where you can like dribble all in your house, but it doesn't make any noise. Oh. And if, if you throw it. At- if you throw it at a TV, it won't break anything. Oh, I haven't seen that. So there's a rebound video too. <laughs> oh. I mean, that'll be low key exciting, and I guess like that the NBA would do that to like help promote that product. But yeah. like again, the bad idea is because it definitely uh, sparks a lot of interest. But as far as like changing that, you know, the way the game works, they're like also the ball, like the sound of the ball, like bouncing. There's something about it, I don't know, but like, it's one of the sort of like the, the best sounds in all sports. Like, yeah, especially like in an NBA game too, since it's so smooth and clean, and the way like the ball bounces, it can help you like with your awareness and knowing where the ball is and everything. But if you can't hear it, that would just mess all that up. I mean, I'd have I'd have to use the ball first to see what it's like, but at the end of the day, I think you just stay with the same ball. Yeah. yeah. NBA has tried to change the ball before, and it would be cool. Uh, yeah, the, the, the synthetic leather, leather or whatever. It would be yeah, that, was, that was silly. It made playing players' hands bleed too. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So like, that would be cool for kids like who want to dribble in their house who don't have like a basketball hoop outside. It's raining; they can dribble around. But like for the NBA, that's not good. And yeah. also, I think it's more of a novelty because. I mean, it could be good, but I'm not going to bet on that. But he also making this thing where you can buy one NBA jersey and just, like, for each team. Like, on there, he did a prototype, like, model thing in front of people where he went, he got an all-star jersey, and he made it go from, like, a LeBron jersey, and he clicked a button on his phone, and it completely transformed the jersey into a Steph, like, a Steph jersey. So you only have to buy one jersey for like the rest of your life. 
Dude, that's like, dumb. That's gonna not like cut profits. That's just stupid. <laughs> that's just like an awful idea. I'll cut profits and and that, ru- that ruins the fun of like, like I've been trying to get at one jersey from each team, which I haven't been very doing very good at. But like that ruins the whole fun of like buying jersey. I know. Yeah. Like, I, I know the NBA is, like, trying to, like, be this, like, progressive league in the league of the future or whatever, but it's just, like, they're doing too much. But it also, it ruins the fun of, like, seeing someone, like, having your own unique jersey. Like, you can buy the city jersey, or you can buy their, like, home or away jersey. It ruins the fun of, like, having your own jersey and seeing people who, like, I don't know, wear jersey. It just ruins I feel like I said, by the time Adam Silver retires, the league's going to be, like, year-round with, like, three in-season tournaments. Everybody makes the playoffs. And, best of nine best of nine series. Yeah, and it's first to reach a certain amount of points, like they did in the Rising Stars game. Yeah. Oh, that was so the, the league's literally just, it's going to, like, just turn to the All-Star game. Yeah, they need to they need to fix the All Star game too because it's just a popularity contest at this point. Yeah. I mean, just like make some money incentives or something. So many players who should have got in, like Trey. I know I'm a Hawks fan, but this is not biased. Like everyone could have Tyrese. Yeah, everyone could agree Trey should have made the All Star game. Like he got snubbed like two years, so exactly. And um, same with uh. Uh, what was I gonna say? I don't know, but yeah. Oh, the dunk contest and the three point contest. Like they need to bring in not random bench players like Jericho Sims, who literally averaged four point one points a game. Like Trey Murphy. Like bring in, like bring Zion and Jaw and like stuff that will get profit and like bring in money and people will actually take the time to watch. Yeah, I mean Mac McClung. He did a great job, but there wasn't uh, too much of a supporting cast. I remember, like, looking at old dunk contests, they would bring, like, like they would bring other athletes. Um, yeah. Like, they would bring in, like, if they brought in pro dunkers, if they brought in, like, yes, you know, athletes from other sports, maybe add some incentives, it could be great. And I, I think they're just going to keep doing what they're doing because, like, Mac McClung, he did good. So they're going to be like, oh, it's still great. But you got to promote the future. Well, back at, like, the dunk contest in, like, the Jordan era or the Kobe era, like, they actually put Jordan and Dominique in, like, the dunk contest, like, popular players who are actually really good dunkers. Like, if they... Um, I, feel like, I just feel like the quality of, like, the NBA stars, like, going down. But that might just be me. Well, yeah, because they sit games, you know, the all-star game, everything like that. They they can become, like, their own GMs. <clears throat> LeBron. But, um, you know... <laughs> Le GM. They, they literally, they literally just need to like shorten the season because like there's a lot of games where like they're just not even trying. In the playoffs too, the playoffs take like way too long. Way too long. Make the first series best of like three or something. Yeah. Second best of five, and then you have conference finals. They used to be best of five, but I'll just be best of five. Yeah, and just get rid of the play-in in general. Like this is too many teams are making it. Yeah, I mean, bro, the Heat were playing, bro. Like that's true. That is true. Eric Spolster said, like, playing was the best thing that, to happen to the NBA. And, of course, he's saying that because he's on the heat. But I also think he has a point. Like, not I mean, ideas are bad. Like, you, can make, you can make, like, the, like the um, play-in smaller. Like, how many teams make the play-in? on play in? They have to, like, you – I think it's teams, what is it, seed 8 through 10, 11, maybe? 
something like that. I don't know. This is making like a wild card. Like, this is like... Yeah, they need to... Yeah. I don't know. It's, it seems like it's way too easy to get a chance at the playoffs. Exactly. So I, I think if they if they did make the postseason, less teams get in, maybe less games, then it would make the regular season more important because then you yeah. yeah, so that'll make, like, the Spurs and the Rockets, like, yeah, it's too easy. Because right, right now you have playoff series where it's, like, those random teams playing each other. Like, nobody's going to watch, like, game four of, like, the Kings versus, like, the, um... The Kings they played the Warriors? Bro, Kings-Warriors was a great series. Okay, well, I'm just... I don't really know the media that well. It's, like, two random teams playing each other for a series that doesn't really matter because they're going to get whooped the next series anyway. As a Hawks fan, it was... Yeah, kind that, that was, like... Yeah. I was watching Kevin Herter do that, so... I don't know. Oh, no, no, but I'm saying, like, Hawks getting, like... We didn't get, like, completely beat up, but Celtics beat us pretty bad. A quick part about the Hawks, then we probably got to move on to the next segment yeah. about uh, Stetson, I think. No, it's about baseball next. Okay. Uh, next. But, um, short thing on the Hawks, though. They haven't done, like, anything in the past couple, like, five years. Like, the DeJounte trade was, like, the biggest thing in the past. Was DeJounte good this year? I didn't really watch a ton of Hawks. DeJounte is great. He was like, great in the postseason. He was good in the regular season. They need to make bigger moves. Like, we need to go for stars. Like, the Hawks... Yeah. I mean, we did, we've always had a hard time, like, attracting stars. I know, because no one wants to... I don't know. We got... That's, it's really for, like, all the Atlanta sports teams. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that this offseason could be interesting, but also, I, at the same time, they could do nothing at all. That's probably what they're going to do. I don't, the Braves and Hawks are polar opposites in terms of front office. Look forward to the Hawks off season anymore because, like, I know they're not going to make any moves. Well, the Hawks is like the Hawks. Owens trade rumor for the 18th time. You know, the Hawks, the Hawks, like, whole like mentality is just like, all right, guys, let's get a playable team, make the play on it, hope we go into a miracle run to win the finals, guys. Like, I'm... if our team is, if our team made it that far, they could do it again, and if they don't do it again, then they're just like, whatever. I'm starting. To... Yeah. The um. If, like, the whole Eastern Conference Finals run was, like, not a mistake, but, like... It's probably a fluke, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> now, because we basically have the exact same team. I don't understand how we didn't go that far now, because we got DeJounte and Sadiq Bey, although all the other teams made moves and actually got good, which the yeah. Hawks... and Trey DeJounte wasn't as good as we all thought. Still, he still played great, but I just they didn't the get like together. as as the years progress, their chemistry will probably get better. Well, the, the Hawks need to do stuff like the, as much as I hate to say it, I do give credit to the Knicks for like Jalen Brunson, the whole Jalen Brunson thing. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, like saw stuff in him, like made him a star. Yeah, like Knicks, the Hawks, their deals are on the rise now. Yeah, the people like trade. Or the the Knicks are really good at making like, the stars. Like now there's like Quentin Grimes and um Emmanuel Quickly who was obviously six man of the year finalist. Mm-hmm. They're actually well, good. They're- the Haw- like I don't know. Like the Hawks like they're like all like they always promote themselves as like the next good young team. But like we're still waiting for them to make that jump and they just haven't made it yet. They like the yeah, Hawks they got lucky and then totally blew it. Yeah, but like we've seen flashes of it, but like we haven't seen like we've seen the trailer. Now we see the movie. Yeah, when the 
Hawks play good. They are like a really good team. Like I when know. They... Like Trey, he could be so dangerous, and we've seen it. But like all the Hawks do, another chance. All the Hawks do is trade for a player who's like mid, and like hope he becomes good. Like Sadiq Bay, they just traded for him and did nothing. Like, I know. They got a. All right. and it's time for like some of these like stars that were quote unquote brewing to be the next big thing to actually make that jump too. Exactly. Like Trey needs to step up. I know he's good and an all star. Like he could yeah, be just as a leader, you know. Yeah, he he could be great, like really great. But yeah, all right, but if you keep like arguing with the manager, bro, you know, team's not gonna do well. Yeah. All right. Who's he? Who's a coach now? Do we have one? Quinn Snyder. Yeah, yeah Quinn Snyder. Oh. They're okay. gonna get another year with Trey. Trey does have a good, like he made a podcast and he did he talked about the whole thing with Nate McMillan. He's like everyone thinks it was like a bad relationship, but he's like he said it wasn't actually bad. And he said, but now he like but he got fired though. Yeah, he's like it's he's like I just want to win. I'm a competitive guy, and like some of the things that I want to do and I knew would work didn't like coach didn't agree with but now he's happy with quinn snyder so i think it could go let's let's be real here like i'm I'm sure they probably hate each other well i think the thing with quinn snyder now because quinn snyder came in like halfway through the season so he didn't have much time to prove himself like he couldn't make any moves yeah so hawks aren't gonna do anything they're gonna give quinn snyder another year yeah all right this is is like late make mcmillan 2.0 i can already see it coming i don't think so oh i he was the jazz coach for like a few years. He was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess he's more. He's probably more proven than McMillan was. All right, I think it's time to move on to baseball with yeah Matthew Steele. All right. <laughs> All right. So, so that was a long basketball segment. So I'm gonna keep it. What? What if you safe to assume you are not a fan of the Mets? It, no, no, but like it's also not just because I'm a Braves fan. It's like this is a whole clown show going on. It's like the Hawks. You take the Hawks and like multiply that by twenty five. That's what the Mets are. Yeah, they give them a giant salary. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna run through this. Um, yeah. probably while he's working on his merch. <laughs> All right. So, are the Mets the most fraud organization in sports? Fraud. Fraud. Yes, they are. They are a fraud. They have the highest payroll ever, and I'm pretty sure in any sport there might be some soccer team with a higher payroll. Blue. That's true. I oh, guess. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't the net, the Mets pitching staff have a higher payroll than the entire Rays team? In the A's, like I'm pretty sure, like Max Scherzer makes more money than the entire payroll of the A's. Exactly. Well, I mean, the the owners don't care if the A's make money. They're, they're just gonna the, take- the A's are just trying to squeeze like every inch out of profit and then go to Las Vegas. That's like. This is whatever. We could talk about them another time. Yeah, we could we, we could spend like a whole like podcast talking about how bad the A's are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Highest payroll ever in any sport. Blew a ten point five game division lead lead last year, and then they got back up to seven and a half game lead in July. <laughs> Blew it again. Then they um. Let's see. They lost the Padres. And they had a 101-win season, which on paper is not bad. But if you look underneath it, they lost the Blue Division, that a higher payroll, should have made it deep in the playoffs, got owned by the Padres in the wild card. But they accused Joe Jimenez of cheating, and then got that was their daddy for the rest of the game. <laughs> and I, then, um, going yeah. to the off... 
going into the off season, they decided to give like they lost Jacob Degrom. So what is the idea? Deciding even older pitcher, who's probably even a bigger injury pitcher, injury injury uh, danger. And this turned him to an even bigger deal. He's like the highest paid player ever in MLB history for a forty year old man who, let's be real, his arm could fall off at any minute. You <laughs> could turn to dust and bones, bro. So they have eighty-six million dollars invested in two forty-year-old pitchers. It's crazy. They're below below five hundred. Blue leads in three straight games to the Braves. Marlins have a better record. I repeat, the Miami Marlins. That's like also a fraud organization. Must have three top one hundred prospects in the MLB. They're all up and they're like still too terrible. And um, so there's like a lot of things going wrong with the Mets. I think like there's three main reasons. One. The owner is just too like he's just like like he just like go spend money wherever just go get the best player. Yeah, and so like I'm making the best moves. So like Justin Verlander might be the best like best player. But that doesn't mean you should sign him to a huge deal, because like that's not a smart move and not a good move. The GM also could be blamed for this because like he should have one never even ever brought this to the owner Cohen, or if Cohen did bring this to Epler the GM and told him to make this deal. That GM's got to step in and say, this is not a good deal. This is terrible. And the manager, you have like the highest payroll ever, and there's plenty of talent on the team. you got to rally it to, you got to rally that team and get them to be a halfway decent team. He makes like terrible decisions all the time. And that, there's no, that's a fraud organization. So I would say, probably, this is probably the biggest fraud organization in sports. Now, like, currently... Like, they're not terrible. They've won World Series. There are plenty of MLP teams that have never done that. But it's been since 1986. Like, they're in New York. So, like, there's always going to be electricity in that stadium. Because they have the tools at their disposal. They can obviously develop and draft correct prospects. But, like, they just got to put it together. But I've given seen no reason why they can do that. And because of that, they are the biggest fraud organization in sports. Yeah, I think a comparison could be drawn between the Mets and the Warriors. Facts. I mean, they found out you can't buy a championship. Um, but the you, Warriors were able to adapt, and that's something the Mets just can't do. Yeah, but, I mean, like, after being the Celtics that offseason, they were just signing everybody, and they had just huge payroll, you know? And then this season, they lost to the Lakers, which, I mean, they still have, they still play, play great against the Kings, but, I mean... So, some of them are just at the end of the road, pretty much. And the Warriors are... They're, they're going to have some trouble in the front office and on their roster, too. And I mean, that, yeah, for them, like, Draymond falling off. Yeah, he's like... He, Steph, he has, Steph, like, Steph's still really good, but, like, in the next few years, he's going to start going downhill. Maybe. Clay's still pretty good. Yeah, but, but not, like, the guys specifically, but just the way the organization is going. Um, yeah, so... That's just... I think I think a lot of their troubles can maybe be due to injury. Um, they have been unluckier than most, but also at the same time, those are just some bad choices. Yeah. Um, well, I guess next segment we got. Oh, that's one. Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett. Now, if you don't know, if you like live under a rock, Stetson Bennett's former walk-on. He was a walk-on to Georgia, then after the first year, didn't obviously didn't get any playing time. He's a walk-on at a great school with a great program that recruits so deep. And um, so we transferred to a community college, right? 
comes back in 2019, backup quarterback. Obviously, got in a few times. Not very good. 2020, um, oh, I forgot his name. Mathis, the starting quarterback, going toward for Georgia. Was it not it? He was terrible. So Stetson came in. He played. You know, he played whatever. He lost two games the regular season. Then JT Daniels came in. He took the Georgia went undefeated for the rest of the season. And then, um, Wait, is JT Daniels still in college? Is he not left? Yeah, he he plays. He's gonna play for Rice this year. What's Rice? Yes, there's a tournament of college. He like thirty years old. How old is he? He's probably like probably Stetson's age or close to it. Yeah, but I mean, other quarterbacks are older. He's just a journeyman. How's he still allowed to play? This is should be his last year, I think. Yeah, that should be. Wait, Matthew, Matthew finished up Stetson's career. Why are you going to Rice, bro? You're not gonna win at Rice. Like, anyway, but like, and so, uh, okay, I don't know. My voice just messed up. Anyway, um, so, JT Daniels was undefeated for the season. So going to 2021, the Georgia's defense was like, you could see on like paper, it could be really good. In actuality, it was one of the best defenses of all time. And so JT Daniels was supposed to be like, all right, this is a good solid quarterback, a good arm. He has a good line. We have running backs and we have receivers. We seemed to be, like, good and passable. And so he was pretty good when he played. Like, he wasn't, like, as good as he expected to be. But he couldn't stay on the field. And that gave way for Stetson to come in. Um, so Stetson went the rest of the regular season went undefeated. So then the SEC Championship came on 2021. And so, like, we like the, his first quarter was good. We were up 17-7. And Alabama came out of nowhere, just railed the Georgia teams. And, like, won by, like, 24 points. It absolutely drilled them. And then... So there's a lot of shadow, like, or doubt about it going to the playoffs. They're facing Michigan. And so, like... Oh, my God. That game was interesting for the first 10 minutes. And so, um... And so there's a lot of hype. And it was like, Georgia's not as good as they were supposed to be. You just have to have good receivers and you can beat them. Get to the game. Stetson's full quarterback. He went, he beats JT Daniels out again to keep the job. Play back, play back. We know. But Michigan just got absolutely destroyed. It was clapped. <laughs> And like, gonna sack are we supposed to talk about if he's gonna be good in the NFL? Yeah, I'm ready to. All right, so then goes to beat Alabama, has an epic comeback. Not hate on. Has a comeback and absolutely beats Alabama, one of the best games of in the playoff history, and beats uh, um, sends Georgia's a promise led with another national championship. So this is an option at this point. He can either one a go into law school or two. And end on the peak, or two, run it back for another season, and hopefully win another national championship. So he decides to come back, has an amazing year, uh, Heisman finalist, um, has a great comeback against Ohio State, and a little bit of luck, but got to move on to the national championship again. Like, destroys TCU, like, three times related to Michigan. And now we got drafted to the, uh, in the fifth round by the uh, LA Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to be good. I don't think, I don't think he's going to be good. He's going to be a Here's journey. my hot take. He's going to get a start this season. I mean, let's see. Matthew Stafford is, like, injury-prone. Let me open it up. Multiple starts this season. In no. The L.A. Rams are not going to be a good team this year. Exactly, yeah. And so, like, I see Matthew Stafford getting hurt or, like, like I don't know, like, one of those, like, small little injuries with three weeks left or, like, 2-14 in 14 or something. Yeah, and it's okay. like, you know, you know what, Stetson, here you go. We'll give you these two starts. I don't think... Yeah, so only if Matthew Stafford gets injured or they're completely out of the playoff race. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be that good because, what, he's, like, he's old, really old for a rookie. I, I, I kind of imagine him as, like, uh, Taylor Heineke at best. 
Yeah, he's gonna be a journeyman for sure. But like, he could be de- he could be mid. Yeah, he's not- he, I, I feel like he'll have like a great game, but then like just be mid. I will be surprised if he comes even like. Even if he stays on one team for like three years, I don't know. Yeah, he's he's just gonna be like in the corner of the locker room, you know, holding the clipboard. Yeah, I, although I will say, like, if you draft a quarterback first, like first overall, there's not a hundred percent chance he's gonna be good. It's yeah. like actually, it's like like a small chance he's gonna be good. It's like, but but when you draft like similarly, when you draft a quarterback in the fifth round, you can't guarantee that he's just gonna, not gonna be good. So I think he could have a chance to like. Be good, like he could be. Yeah. I feel like he's gonna be better than Bryce Young. Like obviously Bryce Young's a better passer and probably oh. everything, but like Bryce Young, have you seen him? He's like all skin and bones. He's shorter than Stetson. Not skin and bones. It doesn't matter. Bryce Young is. He's good. He's he has a quarterback IQ that like we have never seen. Before. Hold on, hold on. But Stetson Bennett had a better passer rating over the past two years came, than Bryce Young did. Bryce Young made better plays. He came as a in quarterback. He came and in. hold on, hold on. Stetson's a proven winner. Matthew, we know. Just let me finish. We know he's gonna work hard. He's a great arm. We know he's an edge to him. Like he could be competitive and he can have the edge to him, and he could be a little bit cocky, but in a good way. Who? And what? Stetson. He'd only be good on a good team. Thanks. I mean, yeah, hold on. I'm not saying it's a sure thing. I think in reality, he probably ends up being mid or just bad at best. But I think you can't rule out that it could be good. Yeah. And yeah. also, he can learn, but he can learn from a great QB in Matthew Stafford. But, like, I think like, so. like, I know that Matthew Stafford's, like, probably not the best now. But, like, there's still, like, a good quarterback you can learn from. Exactly. Like he, he he played. He had a great career, and he's still having a good career. And so I think I'm optimistic for Stetson Bennett. I think I'm gonna if Matthew Stafford gets injured or they lose a lot, Stetson Bennett will get at least one start this season. I feel like every year he's gotten progressively stronger, and like he's had a steady increase of skill. Now obviously the NFL is a lot harder than college, but like he succeeded at the highest possible level in college. Yeah, and the George is different. Uh, I I really feel like that he could. Get accustomed to that NFL offense and that NFL speed. Yeah, because he played like he was very he was really good at college. Like like twenty twenty two, like like I know like people still hate on him, but he I think he was like really really good. Like really, yeah, maybe he yeah. Was. Heck no, he's horrible. <laughs> well, a lot of people a lot of people say like he like get carried by the other team, but like. All I'm going to say before we wrap up this podcast in a couple minutes is, like, Bryce Young came into one of, like, the best football programs in college football history as a five-star. Started immediately. Immediately when it's in his first start, he was great. Like, everyone saw he was going to be great. But with Stetson, I don't know. Well, yeah, but Stetson's proved the haters wrong. Well, to any other college... Like mid college, maybe. I mean, yeah, that's probably true. But like the publicity definitely helped him. Well, if he went to like I don't know Florida, Florida State, something like mid like that, but decent, he would not be as good. He, yeah, he wouldn't have been drafted. It's such a round. Like Georgia's such a good team that like you can't stop. No one can beat them. Literally nobody. So but he, like he like chose to go to Georgia. Like and he worked his way up. So you can't say like he like wandered in by luck to Georgia. Well, he's not bat like, I don't know. Well, we will continue this on this next episode.
But um, thanks for joining us on the Three Star Podcast. Um, we're gonna try and upload like one or two times a week. So stay tuned for this. All right, we we could like we could have like solo videos too. Like it doesn't have to just be this podcast. Like exactly, like, each one of us could make an individual video about any certain topic we're, just by ourselves. Yeah, we're at least like we could release shorts and stuff. So yeah. Okay, but that that's for talks behind uh behind the scenes. So let's wrap it up. Yeah. All right. All right. Um. Thanks to everybody for watching. Hope you had a great time enjoying the show. We talked all about a lot of different things. Um. So hope you all have a great night. We'll see you in a few days. Thank you to my co-host, Andrew and Dominic. And don't forget Prusa Def. Thank you all and have a good night.